Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> Bloodline on the ramp. Bloodline in the ring. I feel it in the air. SummerSlam makes me sing. Roman Reigns, Tribal Chief, the Usos make it three. You'll be the last <laughs> man standing. Then you'll say, Acknowledge me. But I can't see oh, you. We the ones shining in the sun. You got your hair all wet, your finger in the air, Roman. And I can tell you my love for you will still be strong after the slam of summer has gone. Wow. 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 Oh, my God. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, professional recording artists. Joined by Phil Chambers and Andy Murray to discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. We never try and hit that note ever yeah. again. I don't know which note I tried to hit. I didn't hit any of them. You're but... a professional something. Oh, Don... <laughs> hang on one second. Don Henley's just been in touch. Oh, Best thing he's ever heard, man. That was the Ataris, mate. What are you on about? <laughs> right. Uh, before we get into it, though, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT. But oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. Triple H is going to bring back the word pay-per-view, do you reckon? I hope he brings back the intro back. I hope he brings back the SmackDown fist, first and foremost, tonight. Let's do it. Very important things. Also, Drew McIntyre's old entrance music. <laughs> we it's WCPW one. Yeah, that one. Word I can't say. F. Um, yeah, so this time last week, Phil, uh, we come in here, we have a good old laugh. It's wrestle culture. Come yeah. with the hashtag bloody good quiz and finish up, finish up the whole working day, Andy. We go home, mm. we think, well, guys, it's another week well done. At least and we actually got the podcast out before it happened. Granted. Time, which is good. But it's been, it's been quite the seven days, let's, let's just say that. Is this the craziest week in WWE history, you yeah. reckon? Uh, this year, especially, has been a bloody crazy year. Oh, yeah. Because it's just been one thing after a bloody another. And, like, we're only halfway through, and we've already got to Vince McMahon retiring, which is pretty <laughs> sure something I don't think any of us thought would ever actually happen, and the crazy bastard would just die on the job yeah. somehow. Like, he'd be in the ring being Mr. McMahon and then just collapse and die, and everyone would be like, yeah, that's how we thought he'd go. 
But no, he's retired. He's gone. It's all changed. Vince McMahon's been gone. Triple H is in. Stephanie's the co-CEO. Yeah. Word about maybe Kevin Dunn being next and other big changes. Like, what is this crazy world we're living in? I cannot wait for the stories that will now inevitably come out about Vince McMahon. Tell me your... Talk me through your Friday night, Andy Murray. No, I'd rather not. It was very traumatic. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was very tired last Friday night, as I am at the end of the week because I'm a loser who gets up at 5 a.m. every day. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting on the couch. It was about half past eight, and I was dozing off. And I said to my girlfriend, I think I'm going to go to bed. Like, I know it's half past eight on a Friday night, but I'm absolutely shattered here. Somehow I managed to stay awake until about 9 p.m., 9.05 or something like that. I was definitely watching Love Island and refreshing my phone when this dropped. Yeah, like I just happened to pick my phone up and saw this Vince McMahon tweet. Someone had retweeted it, so it was at the top of my pile. And I literally just went, oh, no. (laughs) Because it dawned on me in that moment that as our news organizer man... I was going to have to come into the office. can't believe we've been here all this time and we haven't done what like the BBC does for the Queen and have like a, a set piece oh, ready yeah. to go for whenever Vince goes. For whatever he <laughs> just get it live straight away. But like you say, I think if we had done that, we'd have accompanied that with he's passed away. Or Probably, we yeah. Always yeah. We'd never have one for retired. Yeah. And do, did you have the same thing that I did? Was you saw the tweet and you went, oh, and you click on it and you go, right, this is either true, which is mind-blowing. I thought it was the Vince McMahon Googling account for a second. (laughs) Or he's been hacked, or I'm there going, right, has he got a one instead of the I in Vince, or a zero (laughs) instead of an O? Because I'm like, this can't be a thing. And then that drops. And then the WWE.com, like, confirmation effectively drops. And then Brock Lesnar's walked out. And then Steph's opening SmackDown. It was just one thing after another, yeah. and that's continued, obviously, into the weekend. You had to do the news on your own on Saturday yeah, as well. Yeah, um, And, yeah, subsequently, Trips is now, what is it, Vice... Executive, Executive Vice, Vice President, President of yeah, Talent Relations. Relations. And Head of Creative. And yeah. Head of Creative now, and everything might be all right. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're going to see, are With we? WWE, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to see. Uh, it feels like there's... Uh, yeah, it definitely sounds from like Sean Ross Sapp's reporting this week in particular that uh, people are a lot more willing to speak about certain Vince McMahon backstageisms now. Yes. So I feel like we're going to be hearing a lot over the over the coming weeks as well. It's uh, I tell you what, it's been great for the numbers. Yeah, great for the numbers <laughs> uh, covering this week specifically. But yeah, it's completely absurd. Like uh, we've all we're all you know uh, of the age where Vince McMahon has ruled WWE since the day we were born. Yep. Uh, since taking it over from his father, and I think it was 1982, which yeah, is about Hamlet remembers. Hamlet yeah. was 40. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it, you know the idea of him ever willingly and it, you know it's not really willingly because yeah. of the allegations and and what 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 you know everything on top of that thank you Vince. Uh, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah, that was like i woke up i woke up on saturday morning in after a weird night of coming in and working and then going uh, you know, uh, one of our one of our bosses here had to step in on the editing front because it was like, who's in the yeah. right mind is, alive, is awake at this point? Uh, and then uh, watching SmackDown on Saturday morning, I was toying with the idea of staying up. I stayed yeah. up for a bit. I yeah. watched the first bit, and then I think it got to 
Jinder and Shanky versus the Viking <laughs> yeah. Raiders. I went, yeah, that's yeah. enough for me. I'll yeah. catch up on the rest. And then seeing that segment in the opening of the thing, it was like, initially, you're always like, I cannot believe they're doing this. And then a second later, you go, no, no, of course they are. Yeah. Uh, so that, that segment is... Uh, I mean, it's already <laughs> aged rather poorly, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness. It comes out a few days later that WWE, uh, the board of directors in their investigation had found that Vince had paid, what was it, 14.6 14, yeah. Yeah, million in unreported expenses. So they now have to go and adjust previous reports. It's, uh, what a, yeah, what going a, back through all like, the old taxes and re-recording everything. Yeah. But like, Vince has created this, for want of a better word, universe obviously where mm. he is the little king at the top yeah. and it's such a closed off world like <laughs> wrestling wrestling in general is quite a like closed off kind mm. of boys club kind of thing but like him and like within wwe specifically like created this little mini empire where he's like the actual crown prince at yeah. the top and then like that for ages is like the only place to work so like obviously no one's gonna talk out about these things with vince at all but like now you can actually see things crumbling maybe a little bit now. And maybe now that he's not in that seat of power, maybe people will be more likely to talk out about it. Like we've had Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. has already started saying about certain things backstage with the creative team where they had to like rein him in a bit with certain things that he was saying. Like mm-hmm. this is only the tip of the iceberg yeah. for this. And then the rumors that uh, the Wall Street Journal aren't done. Like they're going to carry on reporting yep. on this. Like this, the 14.6 million that still leaves like two and a half million that's unaccounted for in terms mm-hmm. of... Uh, things that haven't been reported yet. Uh, the HBO Real Sports documentary thing that's going to be coming out at some point soon. Like, there's there's going to be more to this. Exactly. I've heard yeah. things about that. I think I think the uh, the whole opening to SmackDown. I think, to be honest, I thought WWE were quite reserved with it because we've seen yeah. it in the past go. Well, we need to throw a big tribute. For well, this that's or the thing. Like the first like, time yeah. this happened, the Wall Street Journal report came out, and then it was announced that the WWE board of executive were doing the thing, um, the like investigation into him, and the like five law firms doing the investigation surrounding other things and uh, misappropriation of funds and things like that. What was his reaction to all of that? To strut out on bloody Raw and SmackDown as if nothing's ever happened and go, they're now forever together. I'm Vince McMahon. I'm great. Like, that didn't topple him. Oh, that didn't work. Uh, Yeah. Send Titus O'Neil out there. Poor bastard. So all of that, all of that didn't topple him. And now he's gone quietly via... Tweet of all things. Yeah. My Vince favorite McMahon thing. retires he, by a tweet. He got his age wrong as well. Bingo card. He got, got his own age wrong. Yeah, he's seventy six. He's not seventy seven. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to this. There's lots more. I uh, I really liked as well that they timed it not with a stock market. Yeah. People said it was about a stock market. We all know that's not the case. Oh, they waited on. until Michael Sidgwick was definitely on holiday, <laughs> and then he was like, <laughs> "Drop it now, pal." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Tony Khan did the same thing this week. He went, "Yeah, I'll just make Dynamite really." amazing whilst they're doing some holiday. <laughs> yeah. both, both promoters have it in for Sidgwick. But to, to, to try and take some positives out of this situation, Trips is... It's quite a big positive. It's just gone. Well, uh, yeah, it's a huge win. <laughs> in, in terms of creative, though, and I'm, I, you know, we've talked about it already throughout the week on these podcasts of like, let's temper expectations. Raw's not going to suddenly become phenomenal, yeah. uh, you know, attitude era levels of things in overnight. Yeah. But it does seem really exciting and for the first time in quite a while to be like big changes could well happen in wwe yeah you only have to look at his time in nxt and not necessarily even like the booking of it although like that nxt run like it had a bloody phenomenal run Mm -hmm. uh of shows and things like that but if you look at back at how everyone that's gone through that nxt system has spoke really highly highly of triple h in 
that kind of role, like that head of talent relations kind of role and the creative side of things, like everybody speaks really highly of how they've how he helped them through his career and things like that. And obviously he's a lot more open-minded in terms of the kind of people that he'll push. Like you just look at the NXT roster going back and the the talent that came through it and then was not exactly utilized to its fullest on the main <laughs> roster, let's say. Like there's gonna be a lot more openness to things like that, a lot more openness to just different creative ideas. Like it'll be very interesting to see how creative changes, because obviously the same team is still there, but they don't have the sort of Not what I long. assume is a massive bottleneck yeah. of Vince McMahon at the top that they have to get everything through. No, it's just Kevin Dunn now saying that people aren't attractive enough for the world champion. <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's next, isn't he? He's next. Um I I mean Kevin Dunn's production style is one of the biggest problems plaguing yep. WWE has been for a long time. It renders border for some people it does render the shows unwatchable i'm not quite to that level but it does make it feel like this glossy fake artificial yeah. it's too slick inducing yeah it's too slick and then you get to the camera cuts and you're like okay i have a migraine so i was thinking about this right because i'm not I, you know we don't like to sit here whether no matter who or what what it is and and say so and so needs to be fired like when people say like oh so and so has been released well they should have released this person how about no one gets released how yeah. about that but I thought about it, and I was like, what can Kevin Dunn do afterwards? Because he's got this unique set of skills, as you say there, Andy. And I figured it out, guys. You know those adverts where it's like, don't you hate it when you can't put a load of peas through a calendar or whatever? And they're like, <laughs> there be an easier way. Oh, I dropped all my things. Black and white, shaky cam. Boom, Kev, you have a job for life, baby. Maybe you could just produce movie explosions or something, you know? Like, uh, What's that one who does all the really... Michael Bay. Michael yeah, Bay. Yeah, if he teams up with Michael Bay, that, that'll oh be better. It's over. It's over for us if that happens. I think Ollie would have been completed then, yeah. at that point. I think I'd watch that, actually. It'd be terrible. Get them on the next Avatar. Yeah. JC. James Cameron, Michael Bay, do a, a live Kevin action Dunn. Michael Bay experience, do a, a big arena tour, <laughs> Michael Bay explosions. <laughs> um, but you know, we talk about exciting potential changes. Phil, does this mean maybe whisper it? We could get Sasha and Naomi back. Yeah, that's what the rumors are saying. There's only it? one person who could. Yeah, 100. Yeah, yeah. And again, there's another one that, like, I know Sasha at least. I don't know about Naomi. Have spoken really highly about uh, Triple H and the way he handled the women's division within NXT and things. Um, and obviously, they both kind of came up through that system. So maybe, hopefully, hopefully, this is only the start of people that might actually think about doing a move to WWE now as well. Like Johnny Gargano is probably sat there at home going, ah, I waited just long enough to do this. Yeah. Got all his dad things done. Uh, and now he's definitely ready to come back at some point, like he said in numerous interviews and things like that. And he must be thinking there like, ah, maybe Main Roster might have something for me now, which it never had Ooh. before <laughs> at all. Maybe well, a guy like Champa, he's already there and he's still probably going, oh, finally, <laughs> thank God I can do something. <laughs> that promo he cut with Miz, by the way, back that one that did the rounds on the internet was so good. Yeah. And I, I will correct you there. I think you'll find main roster did have something for Johnny Gargano. It's called the 24-7 Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect on it. Exactly. Um, well, uh, before, well, what do you reckon to all this, Andy? And what did you make as a as our senior wrestling reporter here, our oh, wow. news chief? Don't put my job title out there, pal. <laughs> what, what did you make of the whole Brock Lesnar situation on Friday night? Ah, 
Yes, the Brock situation. I on Sasha and Naomi, I agree. I think like with mm. Vince, Vince is obviously a barricade to a lot of people. His latter day creative was largely atrocious. You think of everything from Zia Lee to the current Lacey Evans stuff to Keith Lee the bear cat and carrying <laughs> across the the gimp and like there's numerous examples. He, he whatever he had, he lost a long time ago. And you know, then you get to Vince down to Vince McMahon, the man, and I'm sure that probably uh, ruffled a lot of people the wrong way as well because he's he, just a strange man. Um, and you know, that's not, that's even before you go into the terrible things he's mm -hmm. been accused of. Um, so I think that any talent who previously left because of him or with him as a contributing factor might now go, yeah, this looks more attractive. Brock Punk's coming home, baby. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think the Brock Lesnar situation was exactly as it was reported yeah. on, on Friday night because three individual people from three individual outlets, all of whom are very credible, all reported the exact same thing. They weren't aggregating each other either. Yeah. Sean Ross Sapp wasn't going, you know, Brian Alvarez says this, I've heard nothing. Him, Mike Johnson, and Brian Alvarez all came out with the all same reliable thing. Sources yeah. All reliable sources. All reliable sources. And there's stuff in The Observer about it this week as well. It's very, very believable. I was going to say, yeah, sorry, to interrupt, but That's I was going right. to say, it, 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 no offense, a Brock Lesnar's a terrifying man, so I'm not going to say too much about <laughs> yeah. him here. But it's something you can see and hear him doing. Yeah, for Whereas sure. Whereas if it was like, I don't know, Cena, for example, yeah. you'd go, oh, I'm not sure about the way that's been reported. Cena's yeah. a company man. Exactly, yeah. but yeah. I can I can very easily see him going, well, if that's him, that's me. And then subsequently them going, right, what about this big bag of money? Yeah. Do you want to come back tonight? We've got time. Well, that's how he rolls. Brock marches to the beat of his own drum, and yeah. you can absolutely see him going, oh, the guy I'm able to really easily manipulate into giving me millions and millions of dollars isn't here anymore. This isn't good for me. See ya. Yeah. Nobody um, has figured out the business side of professional no. wrestling better than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> no, he, he's got it absolutely nailed. And uh, yeah, I think it was exactly what it was. I think uh, Brock saw red. When he heard this news, he said "f this." He went out, and they were able to they were able to talk him back. You know, cooler heads prevailed. All of that. He saw red, and then he saw green. Hey, there you go. And you got all these all these oh man. idiots. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> reaction the, the reaction to it is always like it's people with like wrestlers for their avatars going, oh, the reporters are lying and all of this stuff. And <laughs> it's all people who write songs about Roman Reigns. Mocks. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, I did like uh, Jericho calling someone a Mark on telly this week. <laughs> Look at that Mark. He's a funny guy. He's a funny, weird guy. Uh, right. There is a big show this weekend we have to talk about, Andy. It's Ric Flair's last match. Oh, he's <laughs> my yeah, here we go. We, we can't, like, here we here we go. There is a lot of wider issues with this, of course. Yeah, There's definitely. an elephant in yeah. the room we have to deal with. And yet, yeah. what a build this has been. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for a match that we didn't even know who the opponent was going to be until like a week and a half ago. And, <laughs> and it they'd already sold out an arena. <laughs> yeah, like they've already sold out. And they like, kept announcing all these matches for the undercard. Cool, cool looking matches. But when it was like, where's Ric Flair's match? What's going on here? Why is uh, uh, Yuya Uemura facing uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever? Um, and then obviously, you know, the obvious concerns with this, Rick, the whole Ric Flair thing uh, and his health and, you know, the... the, the uh, plane ride from hell allegations that re-entered conversation last yeah. year uh, when Heidi Doyle was on was on the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Um, it's it's just this. It's the, this is one of the most bizarre occurrences I think I've seen since I covered wrestling for all of these reasons. Um, and yet they did this vignette 
and it was one of the like the rawest wrestling vignettes in terms of how impactful it felt. Um, I've seen in a long like the parking lot beat down. It, it the blood had this crazy dramatic music over the top. It was really it was quite scary in a way, and you come away with this match. So I I have immense, I can't lie, I have immense morbid curiosity about this thing. Yeah. I'll 100% be watching it. Um, what a, oh man, like, if, the, if if it was literally anyone else, if it was, if this was, say, uh, who's an old, if this was Sting's last match or whatever, I'd feel a lot better about it, yeah, don't get yeah. me wrong. Um, but my goodness, like, if... They did. They did a good job mm. of the vignettes. Put it that way. Have you seen that picture doing the rounds? Is it only today or something? Like of just Ric Flair in a bathroom covered in blood, and he just like looks like this sort of frail <laughs> old man bleeding in a public bathroom, looking at the mirror, looking at himself in the mirror, and it's like oh, Jesus, what a powerful oh, image that oh, is. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Morbid curiosity is the right word. Yeah, hundred percent. It? Yeah. It's weird, and just the match itself is bizarre yeah. as well. Like. Double J always wins. Double, Double J, J does always win. He's he never loses. Two huge moments this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and just coming back to WWE, just as Vince is at the door, and Double J's like, hey, look at me. Uh, but just the whole thing. Like, Jay Lethal makes sense. There's, like, a history there. Yeah. But everything else about it. He's got my son-in-law. He's got my son-in-law. He's a bad mother ever. And he's my son-in-law. It's just the delivery was so funny. I also like the fact that Conrad used us from the news to promote the other day. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, that was funny. That was funny for reasons I won't get into on the podcast. <laughs> Watch our news video where we spoke about it. But it all, is, is going to be one of those things where like, we're like, oh, thank goodness, SummerSlam's on a Saturday. So... You know, some, you, yourself and Hamlet are going to be doing the stream yep. for it, and then the rest of us can kind of watch it at our leisure on Sunday and be like, well, these yep. will be nice and well-rested for Monday. Nope, I'm staying up Sunday night to watch yeah. Flair's <laughs> last match, apparently. I'm watching it, baby. I'm watching it. I can't lie. I'm I'm right here. They, 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 it just kind of shows that I've been kind of sports-washed into this yeah. thing. <laughs> it was successful. It. Yeah. Really good marketing. It's, it's the moment that first promo came out from Ric Flair, and it's like, God, yeah. all right, I'm in. Like, you've got me. God damn it. Here's, <laughs> a question. Here's a question. Who wins? Because traditionally, obviously, your last match, Go you lose. You put yeah. someone over. But, like, what's he going to put Jarrett over? <laughs> Are you just gonna, uh, yeah, what, what's Rick Flair going to do? Tap Jay Lethal out with the figure four? I think Andrade's eating the four. He can, he can take it. You reckon? You reckon? <laughs> I... Mm, I'm interested in this. I'm really interested in this. What moves he going to do? Because there's going to be a move and you're going to go, what are you doing? said he was going to do a crossbody off the top, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, I think Charlotte has talked him out of doing a dive to the outside. Oh, he's going to do Charlotte's moonsault? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he might do. I I'm, wouldn't put it past him, man. I've been training with my daughter. I'm going to do... Here I go. Oh, my God. Catch me, Jeff. Catch me. Please catch him, Jeff. Jay, he goes from those, him. those little videos he's been putting out of him training and, like, doing, like, rolls in the ring and stuff to him doing a moonsault off the top to the outside. <laughs> now, what, I, is it, what is it? Oh, they're, they're Bad Bunny doing a Canadian Destroyer, didn't they? There you go. Rick yeah. Flair, Canadian Destroyer. I think Ric Flair is going to lose when Karen Jarrett hits him for the interfered finish. Because uh, this isn't Ric Flair's last match, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it his last WrestleMania match? WrestleMania weekend. such a success. Why don't I have a second yeah. last match? <laughs> Ric Flair's last, last match. Let's go. Yeah, there's, you always say this, don't we, whenever we talk about wrestling retirements. Terry Funk. Especially bloody Ric Flair. Yeah. Well, like. yeah, the Funker retired about 20 times, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never believed one of them. <laughs> hope Forever. Terry's, Forever. Hope Terry's Forever. doing okay. Because he's... Forever. Oh, man. <laughs> 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash whatculture. Uh, right, let's talk a little bit about SummerSlam before we get to the hashtag bloody good quiz, which is about SummerSlam. Um, how are you feeling about it, Phil? Like I said, you and, and Hamlet are doing the streaming on, on Saturday night. We've got the last man standing match. We've got Liv Morgan versus potentially a, a heel-turning Ronda Rousey, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. As we mentioned, the Jarrett special referee <laughs> in, the, in the, 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 the undisputed tag team title reason. match. Very normal. Uh, theory teasing a cash-in. McAfee Corbin. <laughs> Logan Paul versus The Miz. It's a mad old card, isn't it? It is a bizarre card. I don't know if it's, like, SummerSlam worthy. Like, they've been trying to build up SummerSlam as, like, a second WrestleMania kind of thing, and I just don't think this is it. There's so many rematches on there. The only time it was is when it had crowds, because WrestleMania couldn't have proper crowds. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I think it's going to be a good show, don't get me wrong. Like, there's some matches on there that'll be great, like Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Like, I think it's a no-brainer to be probably match of the night. Longer than last year, you reckon? (laughs) One would hope so. Yeah. Uh, I think Corbin versus uh, Pat McAfee is obviously going to be a lot of fun. I think even um, bloody Logan Paul is going to be, like, quite an entertaining (laughs) match. But it's, I just, I don't know, there's something missing from the build for me to actually get me super excited. Do you think, right, we talked about this, we did a sort of extended preview, me and and Murray yesterday, which is available, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. Two (laughs) things, do you think Rollins still has a match, despite the fact there's no riddle, like a surprise opponent, and, not not related 
to this. Do you think Edge potentially returns on this show? Because he was meant to return on, run, on Raw, wasn't he, on Monday? He was, and then they cancelled it. Yeah. I don't see Edge returning. I don't know or why. To help out his buddy Ray. Mm, or to maybe. replace me, him, even. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I like this. You oh, well, I something, po- something popped in there. Something popped up. I want to hear the, your guys' ideas first. I don't, I don't think he's going to be there. I think that's my idea. I think he's gonna, they're going to save that for Raw because I think it just makes a bit more sense. They save, often save big stuff for telly, don't yeah. they? Yeah. It's more valuable. It's yeah. more valuable than, than the pape. Um, I, think, yeah, I think they might do something cool. I think they might. And Triple H, like, I really hate that they pulled the riddle match off. I think that was so whack. It, like, this is not what card is subject to change is supposed to mean. No. Yeah. If it was a legitimate injury, fair play. That's what it's supposed to allow you for. I think that that promising something and then snatching it away is impossibly whack. And if this was a Triple H move, well, it's his first uh, big creative flub in my in my eyes. Um, if it was in place when Vince came in and he doesn't want to disrupt plans, okay, it's a bit more understandable. Um, I, I think that Triple H is quite conscious that people will look at this and go, uh, this kind of sucks, and maybe he'll line someone up. Uh, I, I, Gargano's a good bet for Seth, right? Like, him and Triple, he's a Triple H guy, uh, in that he was in NXT and very successful there, uh, and he it's might good now... Good crowd for it as well. Good crowd for yeah. it, absolutely. Uh, he's going to look at the look at Vince being gone and going, hey, oh, he's not going to think that anyone under six foot five is too short to be a star. Uh, that ridiculously outdated viewpoint. So, yeah, I think... I, I think... I'm going to have some... I'm, I've decided that until Triple H gives me no reason not to have faith in him, I'm going to have some, some in the words of George Michael, faith. Like <laughs> it must be really hard, this, though, to, like, take <laughs> yeah. over, like, a week before. Yeah, yeah. Because it's already booked. He's had yeah. no input on that at all. Like, all of the, like, winners and losers, obviously, he'd be set. Maybe he could change some of that around, depending on what he wants to do in the future. But, like, the card itself is just there. Yeah. And it's like, maybe he took off... Rollins riddle because he didn't want either of them to lose. But then if he brings back like a Gargano and puts him against Rollins, then you can't have him like lose yeah. that. So like, I don't, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it must be really hard for him. And especially now that all the eyes are going to be on it and looking at it going, oh, this is Triple H's first big pay-per-view. It's not really. It's Vince's last big pay-per-view. Mm, yeah. Do you think uh, they talked it up a lot? Whether or not you think it's successful or not, do you think Theory will try and cash in? I think there'll be a tease of it. I don't think it'll happen. Like, maybe if, maybe if, like, because they've been teasing the Rollins-Reigns connection, maybe Rollins does something to save Reigns because Rollins wants to fight Reigns or something like that, and then they push him to the main event for it instead. So I think there's going to be a tease, but I don't see it actually happening. Maybe Drew Drew stops it because he wants to fight Reigns. Maybe uh, Theory runs out trying to do what Rollins did at WrestleMania and turn it into a three-way at the end of the match or something, and Rollins is like, nope, that's my thing. Get out of here. <laughs> Kicks him off the stage. Get lost, Cooper. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Roman Reigns has to retain here, don't you? Yeah. Don't Especially with Drew, presumably, and don't winning see, tonight yeah. on SmackDown. Or probably they'll move it to the, to the pape. The premium live event, sorry. It'd be quite funny if Brock returning to SmackDown last week after leaving the arena, a condition of that was that he had to go over. <laughs> that <laughs> would be crazy. you imagine? There's literally two people who could possibly engineer that move uh, yeah. for the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. One of them is Raul Lesnar, the other one is Jeff Jarrett. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I mentioned Bobby Lashley theory because Bobby Lashley should definitely win that, so I'm not even going to ask yeah, you yeah, about 100%. that. But He's losing, f- boys. <laughs> He's losing. <laughs> Final two questions here. Number one, Phil Chambers... Will Jeff Jarrett become an honorary use? <laughs> and number two, will Dominic Mysterio electric chair his dad? 
God, you've been booking this for so goddamn long. This, electric, yeah, this is, is the closest you're going to get, I think. You're going to turn me into the fiend with this stuff, man. <laughs> it was, uh, you really want Dominic to join the Judgment Day? Is that really what you're saying? I just want it to like you want shows, it. I don't care where it goes after that. the aftermath yeah. or what happens after this. And the good thing is, I probably won't be watching SummerSlam live because I've got a friend's 30th, I'm at, on the, on the Saturday night. So it'll be a bit like when, um, when Titus fell over at the, the Greatest <laughs> Royal Rumble. Because I remember that I was on a stag do in, in Wales yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And I didn't have any signal. So it, I, it was like, a, you know, it's one of those weird Saudi shows, wasn't it? So it was either like a Friday night or a Saturday afternoon or yeah, something yeah. like that. So I, I finally get a signal on like Sunday. <clears throat> My phone just goes explodes. insane. I'm like, what is, like what possible, aside from him winning the world title, what's possibly <laughs> gone on with Titus? And then obviously I see it. It's the greatest moment in Rumble history. Um, but yeah, with this, I'll not, see it live so no spoilers everyone <laughs> no spoilers but then i seem to remember that before where it might have been last year's SummerSlam. i remember dom and, and ray were maybe even defending the tag titles at last year's SummerSlam, and it was like it, they lost and we were like here it comes and then they just fade to black and moved on to the next match and i was like oh, oh. but what do you reckon what's more what's more feasible an electric chair from dom to his dad or Jeff Jarrett becoming an honorary use. Jeff Jarrett becoming an honorary use. It's Jeff Jarrett. You can never count Imagine anything out with like... Jeff Jarrett. Just like, boom. We the ones, baby. Oh. <laughs> Comes out in a flat jacket. <laughs> Support Roman. <laughs> Do you think One the Street more Puffets? shield reunion, guys. Do you think the Street Puffets are going to split up? Though? No, I think, nah. they, I think they win the titles, probably. Yeah. I reckon Jeff Jarrett's going to get a red cup. Uh, after becoming an honorary yes. use. Uh, and then both ways. Yeah, and then he's going to form the shield with Kurt Angle and Triple H. <laughs> oh, someone getting a guitar shot. That's all I care about. Someone's getting stroked, baby. Yeah, yeah someone's getting it. 100%. I just realized there's a double J in the Usos as well. <gasps> Jimmy and J, double J, baby. Oh, oh it was there all along. <laughs> no one noticed. I can't believe it. We've cracked the code. We've cracked this, this <laughs> case wide open. Rikishi named his two sons specifically for this moment. In honor of Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> and his other son, Solo Sokoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of SummerSlam, Ric Flair's last match, and all the goings on in wrestling this week uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, make sure you join Phil and Hamflet on Saturday night for our SummerSlam live stream. But enough of all that. It's now time for a Bloody Good Quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by at BradRogers24 on Twitter. Uh, who left a review on iTunes, but plugged his Twitter. Very smart. Of course, yeah. If you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, make sure you subscribe to What Called Dressing on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because people are moaning about, like, adverts and stuff, which is like, uh, how do you reckon we pay the bills, guys? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Got to pay our salaries, baby. My favourite was this Thanks week. Thanks for all this free content you do, but please stop making money from it. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite was, uh, I, I read this to Andy earlier. Someone said to me, Hey, man, uh, do you get paid for that SummerSlam ad that keeps playing on the podcast? Because it keeps playing loads. Yes. <laughs> do you get paid for the advert that plays on works. the... Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a WWE mark from day one. Yeah. and not the pay-per-view or premium live event. I mean, from, <laughs> from OG times, right? But I wouldn't just be like, yeah, we'll sack off any other potential sponsors. I just want to talk up... Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, in a funny voice. Yeah, exactly. So. It, my favorite one was that story you told me about about your mate who uh, worked on a commercial, commercial radio station, and people were complaining about commercials. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think you're listening to? Love that, but I just hate the bits where you have to play adverts. Well, 
wouldn't be getting paid otherwise. <laughs> well, you wouldn't get have paid. any of this content if we didn't. Exactly. We've got to get paid, baby. <laughs> so exactly. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, please. Yeah. Um, just like Brad Rogers 24 on if Twitter you do did. It, Wilborn will pay you five pounds. Yeah. There we go. There you go. That works. Yeah. Uh, he writes, hi, lads. I got into your show because of ups and downs, but I've continued to listen to everything that you put out. I recently moved to Australia. Awesome. Hi. From Liverpool. Liverpool. You made a good choice. Nah, I, I like Liverpool. I can work with my headphones on, which is all right. Due to the time difference, I'm a bit behind, but I get to catch up with them all every day. The fact that I don't watch Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, but oh, but I know what's going on through you shows how entertaining you lot are. Thank you, Brad. Uh, your takes and fantasy bookings, especially on the preview shows, actually get me more excited to watch wrestling, and I suppose that's what it's about in the first place. Great podcast. Keep up the good work. P.S. Time to play the game isn't getting old and makes me laugh. Every time. Well, just for you, Brad. It's time to play the game! <laughs> he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> you, Speaking of your soundboard, did you see the um, WWE tryouts? What was the guy? I can't remember. Dwight his name. Howard. Yeah. Yes. Dropping a D's nuts in his tryout <laughs> yeah. program. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is on the level of. Simon Miller dropping a rampage rap on oh, ups and downs. Oh, fight, 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 fight. I think you're the Austin Gunn in this rap battle. Yeah. Friend, my <laughs> to be fair, I said this, I said this at the time. I said, if we did have a rap battle, right, you know the one where the lad's like, boom, bap, bap, bit of a pow, and everyone goes like, oh, got him. That's basically what Miller would have to do. Like, I could have, like, Eminem writing my rap for me. People would be like, yeah, it's all right, but it's not Miller, is it? <laughs> so I, I, I offered him out on Twitter and then immediately regretted it. So <laughs> One day, we'll set that rap battle up. Let's do it. Gimmick infringement, Miller. Just, you know, you've got enough stuff. So there's no, that would be good if it's, if there was a, it's time to play the game. Sorry, with, a, with Tamina with a little ma- mouth bubble going out of her. I sense it's not going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. It is so ridiculous. I say this every time to look at like key moments in recent wrestling history. Perfect example: the opening of SmackDown. Steph's coming out. No, Vince, he's retired. First thing I see, Simon giving up. Yeah, it's mad. Awesome. Absolutely madness. Yeah, it's great. Is it, was the Danielson one or something like that, or maybe Punk? And it's like, there's Sidgwick, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's madness. <laughs> we had the we had the flatties section on a sign of yes! Ring of Honor last Brilliant. week. Fantastic. Just our nonsense, permeating <laughs> everything. Anyway, today's quiz is all about SummerSlam, of course. There it is. A uh, few questions you may have heard before. A few new ones. Okay. okay. Usual, usual rules, though. Ten questions. Shout your name. Wait, to, wait for me to come to you. Have you written this? Yes. Yeah. No. Not Look necessarily all the questions this year, but <laughs> yes. Uh, question number one. New question for this year. Exciting. Uh, it's a true or false. So if you get it wrong, the point will go to your opponent. Okay. Very simple. True or false. This is the first SummerSlam not held in August. Ooh. Ooh, no. Andy, true. Yay! Hey. Every single one held in Summer uh, held in SummerSlam held in August, Aye. except for this year. It's been at least five of them now, so that's that's quite <laughs> impressive. Now, how many SummerSlams have been? I don't think that's a question I wrote. Uh, no. Ooh, 30, 33? 34, 35, including okay, this year. Okay, okay, nice. There you go. So and they have it in bloody July, and it's bloody summer holidays, and the flights cost 1,300 bloody pounds <laughs> each, so we can't go to bloody SummerSlam. That pitch did not go well. <laughs> that pitch did not go well. I tried. I tried to get us to SummerSlam. 
I already had us in the bloody Ric Flair's last match. The nice guys at Starcast oh, were going to hook nice. us up. Really? We could not afford the flights. It was way too expensive. It was actually, actually going to be Phil was going to be Flair's partner. Hey, work your workout chair. He's my, he's my son now. <laughs> and he's in his videos, work out chair. Right, one nil to Andy. So question two uh, about last year's SummerSlam. What initially injured Goldberg's knee at last year's Ooh. SummerSlam? Was it a steel chair, a lead pipe, MVP's cane, or just being old? I <laughs> think. <laughs> uh, uh, was it MVP's cane? Yeah. Hey. Two for two, baby. That's right, because remember when he inexplicably beat Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia? Oh. Hey, listen, I'm That a- wasn't the one where uh, the, the Hurt Business was the one in Saudi, wasn't it? Yes. This was the one where yeah. Bobby Lashley choked out his son. That was funny. Gage. Oh, no. Gage Goldberg. That is, that's my kind of content <laughs> right there. Uh, right, a classic SummerSlam question now. Okay. Question three. How many German suplexes did Brock Lesnar hit John Cena with in the SummerSlam 2014 main event? Oh, I love that match so much. <laughs> I might have to rewatch that this week. Such a great, just destruction, isn't it? 10, 12, 14, or 16? Well, I had 16 in my head before we start, so I'll stick with it. Hey, hey, hey. They really gave him nothing in that match, didn't they? Glorious. I do like the bit because I was I was watching like a Brock Lesnar's top ten moments at SummerSlam thing, right? <laughs> One of which inexplicably was Do you remember when he caved Randy Orton's head in? <laughs> and Chris Jericho thought it was real. Well, I mean Mark. it was real, but <laughs> Yeah. Um, Chris Jericho was ready to go to war. But and probably die. I forgot about in that match. I was like, Oh, they didn't give Cena anything. They did. He put him in the SDF, but Brock went Right, enough of this. Yeah. Uh, right, have some of that. It was like the weirdest <laughs> escape from STF. Normally, like, crawl to the ropes or whatever. Yeah. Brock just went, what if I just get up? I mean, the way John Cena holds that in, I'm pretty sure I Granted, can do the yeah. same thing. <laughs> uh, right, question four. Which of these matches at SummerSlam was the shortest? Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam 2013. Alberto Del Rio versus CM Punk at SummerSlam 2011. Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch at SummerSlam 2021, or Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam Bill. 2020. I'm going to go with Del Rio. Yay! Yay! Because it was cash in, wasn't it? Yep. I was there. How many seconds? Eight. Five. Ooh. Orton Bryan was eight. Nice. Apparently, according to Wikipedia at least. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, obviously 26 seconds. Goldberg, Dolph Ziggler, a whopping 110 seconds. Wow. That was, I think that, that was the last good, the last Goldberg match I actually liked. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. No one's going to crucify you for that. <laughs> it's actually quite a clever strategy of, of maybe if it was if it was all bollocks and they've just, here you go, Brian, here you go, Sean. Who's the other the one that reported? Mike Johnson. Yes. Here you go, Mike. Uh, because... Like, when Brock came back, I was like, oh, like, having been like, oh, yeah, another Brock-Roman match, you know, I know it's the last time, and I know it's the last man standing, but we all know that this wouldn't be happening if Randy Orton was, was ready to go. But I tell you what, when Brock came back, and it was like, no Goldberg, I was like, oh, my God, thank God you're here, Brock. I love you so much. Get lost, Bill. <laughs> another six matches for all I care. But uh, no, I was at that Del Rio cash-in. Which was, oh, yeah, was that the Kevin moment. Nash one? Yeah, Kevin Nash coming out the end of the summer of punk after four whole weeks and coming back way too early after winning the bank. And yeah, it was like throwing everything down the drain in one fell swoop. The summer of like punk. Like, how much can we destroy what we have? Vince really Kevin sucked Nash for a while. and Andrade yeah, yeah. and Alberto Del Rio. So, <laughs> so he, he 
does Money in the Bank. He leaves. Yeah. 13 days go... No, two weeks go by, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because it was the Monday... The Monday was, Royal, yeah, afterwards. So. Was, was it... It was eight days, sorry. That was right. Yeah. It wasn't two weeks. It was eight days go by. He comes back. They go, right, undisputed, you know, all... All, all, all bets are off. All bets yeah. are off. SummerSlam. Didn't... Triple H Cena ref, miss... Cena, like, have his foot on the ropes as well. I don't... Oh, I can't remember now. I, I scrub these things from memory. Like, yeah, I barely yeah. said it wasn't super clean anyway. And Punk celebrates, and then Kevin Nash Comes in kayfabe out. texts himself. <laughs> the Kevin Nash texting angle was so Drops bad. Punk. Del Rio runs down and cashes in, and the rest of that summer of Punk was Punk losing quite a lot, if I remember. Lost yep. to Trips, yeah. lost to Miz and R-Truth. Yeah. And then, like, by, like, I don't know, United Champions, a bloody Survivor Series. They were like, hey, world well, champion again, guys. It's like, oh, you've lost everything. You've ruined this. <laughs> what was that way. like in the arena? Because it was like, it's the excitement it was of still a cash a pop, in. Yeah, and it was, but I think it was just a confusion pop as well because yeah. of everything else that was going on. And the like, the match itself was so hot. Like, it was absolutely fantastic, that crowd. And the yeah. like, initial punk win kind of reaction was great. But it was just more of a confusion of what the hell was going on. Yeah. And then the pop for the music, because you know you're going to see a cash in, and that's exciting. But then the realization of what that was hit in after he won. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then it's all twigs, that. and everyone's like, well, this sucks. Del Rio <laughs> was such a boring bastard as well. Of, yeah. all, of all the people, like, even when, you know, he was, at, even before he seemingly turned into, like, a menace to society, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> uh, behind the scenes, even when he was supposed to be good, I was so bored by him. Man. Yeah. Like, a nothing wrestler with a nice car who every three months needs to get back into the news cycle now and goes, yeah, I, I, WWE want me back. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Bertie, they don't. Do you know I got worked with that when uh, when they did the whole Kofi loses to Brock in like 10 seconds thing? Mm -hmm. Where I was like, oh my God, Cain Velasquez, this is amazing. And I remember watching it and being like, well, this is crazy. And then, I, I, was that when it was on, back when SmackDown was on Tuesdays maybe? Or maybe it was, maybe they just moved it to Fridays because of yeah, the, it had we're going to make a big, yeah, big fuss of all this. Set with those little curvy bits. And, and I remember going, well, that's insane. And then like I went to have a shower or something and I went, Wait, they could have just done that after a good title match with Kofi. <laughs> they didn't need to do that to him. Mother! Like, <laughs> it's crazy how this works sometimes. Right, um, let's talk about the guy who's going to electric chair his dad on uh, Saturday. Mm. Dominic Mysterio, how old was he at SummerSlam 2005? The oh. infamous, infamous uh, Eddie Ray match. Was he 8, 9, 10, or 11 years old? Bill, 8. Yay! Hey. My lucky number being born on the 8th of the 8th, 88, and that means there is still time to send money or presents to what culture... <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Don't do this. <laughs> do it if you want to, but don't. Send it to me instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my birthday too. Uh, care of the eel. The eel. Whoa, don't trust that eel. He's a slippery character. Hey. Right. 3-2 to fill halfway uh, through. Drown me in eels. Question six. Who was... Manager! <laughs> <laughs> Initially going to face at SummerSlam 2007. Was it mm. the cast of Jackass, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Kevin Federline, or David Hasselhoff? Andy, <laughs> th was it the cast of Jackass? Yeah! <laughs> why is one my... One great misses, that, in it. I would have loved to have seen that. Why is my hey, We brain... got there in the end with Sami Zayn. 
Yes. <laughs> My brain decided to save that and not certain people's birthdays. <laughs> Mental. Mental. Uh, question seven. How far did Shane McMahon allegedly fall at SummerSlam 2000? 30 feet, 40 feet, 50 feet, or 60 Bill. feet? Oh, I had 50 in my head. I'll go with that. Yay! Yay. So well, both of no you. No wrong answers today, baby. I love this. Uh, yes, that was his Steve Blackman match, wasn't it? The hardcore. Yep. Love it. And then he love went, oh, I can Steve just do Blackman. this. I can just... Mad bumps, not wrestle for six months, and then I'm over. <laughs> and I can beat up an MMA fighter at the Royal Rumble. Magic. That's part of the mad year, isn't it? Shane <laughs> comes back and then immediately gets fired. Shane getting fired by his own dad is part of this year. I reckon Vince would have brought him back at some point as well. Oh, yeah. 100%. I reckon Triple H. Hey, Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't, I mean, he might have, yeah. <laughs> Wrestling has more than one royal family. Oh, my God, Cody's back. No shot, psychic Shane. Here comes the funny. <laughs> Good save, right? Question eight. Uh, who was the first man eliminated? In comes the fiend. <laughs> might as well just say it. Yeah. <laughs> in he knew it was coming. Yeah. Here's a swear. F***ing <laughs> fiend. Right. Question eight. Who was the first man eliminated? <laughs> Who was the first man eliminated in Team Nexus versus Team Cena at SummerSlam 2010? Was it Darren Young, Michael Tarver, Skip Sheffield, or David Otunga? Bill. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, was it Darren Young? Yay! Oh, Street continues. Hello. We're doing it, baby. Five, three, two questions left. I can Team Nexus should have won that, shouldn't they? Yeah. 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 Really should have. Yeah. That would have been a hot take, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet that. You'll get 7,000 likes inexplicably. You know, who, else, who else should have won that match? The f no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make your editing even more difficult. But yes, it should have been the f***ing feed. <laughs> uh, question nine. I'm well, sorry. With every one of these, Wilbon's day is five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> question nine. How many staples... Did Randy Orton need in his forehead following Ooh. SummerSlam 2016? Was it oh, man. 10, 13, 16, or 19? Andy, 16. No, dear, that's wrong. Oh, is that Ooh. the first wrong answer? It's yeah. broken. Oh, dear. 10, 13, or 19, Phil? I don't know. 13. No, dear, oh, that's wrong. It's happened. Ten. It's only ten. Only ten, only ten staples in his what forehead, was he, Andy. What's he moaning about? Oh, what a win! Just honestly, seriously, now, what is the mental process that you go, guys? No blading out there. It's far too dangerous. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to get a former UFC heavyweight champion to hit you so hard with his elbow that you bleed. <laughs> Oy, I wonder Chris oy. Jericho got worked. What a mark. <laughs> it's what like listening loser. to the Foley podcast and him telling stories about how, like, before interviews, he'd get someone to punch him in the face really hard so he had a black eye and it looked good. <laughs> Just use makeup, you crazy bastard. <laughs> uh, right, final question. Question 10. Just for fun, this one. Kane faced Matt Hardy in what type of match at SummerSlam 2004? An inferno match, a mask versus hair match, where if Kane lost, he had to put the mask back on, Ooh. 
a till death us do part match, sorry, a till death do us part match where Lita had to marry the winner or a deal with the eel match. <laughs> <laughs> Andy. Fail. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a deal with the eel match. <laughs> No, dear, oh, that's wrong. No. But it should have been. <laughs> because, Phil, what was the match? The wedding one. Yay! Hey. Yay! Lita has to marry the winner. Goo! What if she has to marry the eel? <laughs> no, the eel was the vicar. Oh. <laughs> the eel was wearing a little suit. You know who was at the wedding? Who? The effing fiend. Yay! <laughs> there we go. But Phil, I love that. I love that. When we did the Cody... The, the, the shame music, I censored myself and stopped before seeing the effing fiend. <laughs> and then I did it five more times. <laughs> but Phil, you are the winner Woo! of this week's quiz, which means you get to go to SummerSlam if you can afford the points. <laughs> but yes, congratulations, Phil. You're the winner of Yay. this week's quiz. Let us know how you got on on the SummerSlam quiz on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, don't forget, you can also leave us a five-star review and have your name associated with the hashtag BloodyGoodQuiz if you do that, just like Brad Rogers 24 did. Uh, but you can follow all three of us on Twitter. You can follow Phil Chambers on Twitter at... PhilMyChambers. And you can follow the eel at... At FiendsWWE. You can follow me <laughs> at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And if you just can't get enough of these podcasts, don't forget, me and Andy did a big SummerSlam preview. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Also on there right now is our previews of tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. And of course, this is Rampage, baby. But for now, this has been WrestleCulture. My thanks to Phil Chambers, to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy SummerSlam, and we will see you soon. WrestleCulture is recorded in front of a live studio audience. And a deal. Wrestling! <laughs> Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.